Chaos and craziness, raising kids, learning lessons, making mistakes, motherhood, the good, the bad, the confusing. We're going to talk about it all. Join us for the Motherhood Snapshots podcast. Hey, storytellers. Our academy is officially open for enrollment. Yay! Check out the amazing courses we have to offer available in 2019. And as an extra bonus for being such supportive listeners, you can receive 10% off your course or membership enrollment by using the discount code HSACADEMY10 at checkout. Can't wait to see your story unfold, friends. Hey, everybody. Hi, Meg. Hey, hey. Welcome to today's talk on chaos. <laughs> you sound chaotic just saying this. <laughs> I feel chaotic. So it's work. You know, I don't know exactly how this episode's going to go. Um, but we're just going to kind of, this is our topic and we're sticking to it. So yeah, we're going to move along in this manner and hopefully the whole thing won't be super chaotic. <laughs> I'm not making any promises though. I'm not making no any promises. promises. No. no promises. Uh-uh. So it's a chaotic time for me just in terms of a calendar year because February is my younger two kids' birthday. It's my mom's birthday, my niece's birthday, my birthday. It's February vacation. It's like you're still... Wait, when's your birthday? Uh, next Wednesday. Oh, mental note. <laughs> The 27th. Okay, I needed a date. <laughs> My mom's <laughs> the 23rd. So there's a lot happening, like, in our family in February, and then we have a school vacation in February, so my kids are on vacation right now, which is I taking... I still don't get this school vacation Well, thing. weren't your kids off for, like, six weeks in December? <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> I think they were. Mine are off for 10 days. Aren't yours off for, like, a month? No, they're off for three weeks, but it felt like eternity. I swear it was longer than that. <laughs> it was not three. I think you need to go back and count. It was not three weeks it either way. Weeks. So this is kind of like, because do your kids have another break between now and the end of the school year? They have spring break. So April. So, so one week. So yeah. think of it this way. Your three weeks is ours is split over three months. So okay. they have like one week or 10 days in December and then one in February. They have another one in April. It's unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. Let's just put it this way. Especially because we live in Massachusetts and it snows here every year. So February vacation is like, it's just stupid because you're gonna... (laughs) She's just putting that out there. Well, it is. Like, as a kid, it was great. As a parent, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Because they literally have no breaks. So they start school in September, and they get like two days off for Thanksgiving, but they have no breaks between September and December. And then you get to the new year, and they have like, you know, a couple days off in January, and then they have a week in February and a week in April... (laughs) It's like, why don't we spread some of this out? And part of the problem is that, like, April, okay, I'll give you April. Sure. They might need a break in April. But, like, last year, this year has been an abnormally snowless winter for us, which doesn't happen very often. Last year, they had three snow days in January alone, and then they had, like, three more in March, and I'm sure they had another one in in February because we had so much snow. We had three nor'easters in a row Every three, like, one week, three weeks in a row, there was a nor'easter every week in March. So, like, we know we're going to have, on average, four to seven snow days every year. Mm-hmm. So, you give them this break in February where they've barely had a full month of, to begin with because <laughs> they're always out of school because of snow. Like, what are they learning? They're not learning anything. Nothing. So. And everything. 
And this week in particular has been a bit of a challenge because they're <laughs> so don't say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're off from school. <laughs> and you know what? I was feeling really good on Monday. And that was the first indication that I should not get too comfortable because um so you can't get too comfortable with kids. Come on now, Mel. I know. Well, Sunday night my mom was supposed to take one of my boys for a sleepover. So she rotates through all five grandkids and she takes them, you know, every, whatever she, you know, once in a while she takes them for an overnight. And my son was like super excited about it. And he's done it before, like four or five, six, seven, ten times. Like it's not like this is the first or second time it's happened. And so he was so excited about it. It had gotten postponed because of snow, as we just talked about. <laughs> and then, so he was going. And as anyone knows, when you have more than one child, when you are down one kid. It just changes the whole dynamic. Like, it's calmer. It's quieter. Like, taking away one child in my house is basically taking away all of them. <laughs> yes. Like, the noise doesn't go down by a third. It goes down by, like, 75%. <laughs> I don't know how that, how that does how I don't know how happens. the math works out, but that's that's what it is. So, we were so excited, right? We, we dropped him off, and then we just had the two, and we're like, oh, this is amazing. And then my mom... So, we're putting the other two kids to bed, and... I hear my phone ringing. I'm like, I'll answer it later. And then my husband's phone is ringing. And we're like, hmm. I'm like, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe they're calling to say goodnight, which doesn't typically happen. So it is. So I hop on FaceTime, call my mom, and my son's there. And I'm looking at him, and I can tell he is trying so hard not to cry. And he puts his face up to the phone, and he's like, mommy. I really want to come home. Oh, no. And I'm like, uh, okay. And you're so, like, no. Right? So we tried to like talk him through it. We're like, you know, no, we're going to have a, you know, we're going to have a contest to see who has more, more snow, you guys or us or whatever. We put him back to sleep. I, I text him. I'm like, hey, just let me know how's it going. And it's just radio silence from her, which is not a good sign. Uh-oh. So long story short, I ended up having to go pick him up. Oh, man. So, you know, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'll, you know, I'll do it. And then Monday morning, right, I had told all my kids, I'm like, it's vacation. No one has to be up early. And then by some miracle, they all slept. Like, what? my oldest son didn't get up till 730, which is basically noon for him, because I think he wakes up at like five in the morning. My one of my twins slept till eight, which has happened. Wow. I can literally count on one hand the amount of times that has happened. And then my other son, the one that had gone to the sleepover, slept till 830. Holy moly. I was like, this is incredible. So, like, they all slept in. There was, like, minimal fighting. There was minimal yelling. I was getting yeah, work done. they were all fully rested. <laughs> right? I know. So I was feeling really good about, like, life. And then, <laughs> then they're like, hey, can we have a dance party? I'm like, sure, you can have a dance party. And then, literally, out of nowhere, my older son picks up this toy lizard he has and whips his brother in the face with it. <laughs> and Never I sent you the picture, moment. Meg. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. I was like, what the heck? I mean, he's fully recovered. He's fine. But I was like, are you... What? So there was that. And then that was Monday. And then yesterday was my twin's birthday. And we always celebrate the day. Like, my husband and I, you know, take the day off of work or whatever. And we go out with them. And we do that instead of getting them gifts. We do, like, an experience with them during the day. Oh, that's fun. So we did that. But then I was like... Okay, I, I made cakes, but then I decided I was going to let them decorate them, but then I always make them something special for dinner. And so it was just like the day was kind of chaotic. I had to pick up our older son from my brother's house. And then today, I was like, okay, I need to get some work done. So my niece came over today. She's here now, actually. And I mean, honestly, let's be real. 
they're my kids, right? And I have a hard time keeping them in control. So my 12-year-old <laughs> niece, I'm just kind of like, don't let anyone die is basically <laughs> my, you know, my Your instruction. My instruction to her. Um so I've already had to go upstairs like four times to deal with them, you know, you know, making a ruckus or whatever. But earlier before she got here, you know, I'm cleaning up and listening to music. Again, you get lulled into this false sense of security that things are going well. Yeah. And then the next thing I know, they'd gotten, my sister-in-law had sent the twins balloons, like, in the mail. Like, you know, just regular balloons you can blow up. And which was a fantastic idea because they've been playing with them for, like, the last day. <laughs> but my son decided that he wanted to clean the balloon out. So he put it around the faucet in the sink in the bathroom, <laughs> which I didn't know any of this was happening until my older son is like, uh, there's water all over the floor in the bathroom. And I walk in and it's literally like someone filled up a 10 gallon bucket of water and just dumped it in my bathroom. Oh, I was no. like, what are you doing? And he's like, I just wanted to clean the balloon. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then tomorrow is their birthday party, like their kid birthday party. I've got to make new cakes. Like it's just so... I feel a lot of chaos yeah. <laughs> in general in February. February's um, not a good month for you. <laughs> it's not a good month for me. But I'll tell you what I just did to – because I think really, like, there's only so much you can do, right? Like, you got – at any given point, there's, you know, 72 fires burning, and you're just trying to make sure, like, the house doesn't burn down, literally and figuratively. And there was one thing in particular that was kind of starting to bother me – which was, Meg, let me ask you a question. Are you a zero inbox type of girl? Um, that is my goal. Does it happen? No. Okay, let me... <laughs> I finally gave up around... Let's see what I'm at right now. I'll just tell you. Okay. Hold on. We're at 5,743. <laughs> okay, that makes me feel so much better and also confirms to me why we were friends. Okay, so <laughs> as of two days ago... I would love to see a zero, but it's, I just don't have the It's time. not going to happen. No. So as of two days ago, are you ready for this? I'm ready. I had 15,000 emails. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot my, of them are like BS emails, right? Oh my God, so many. So my sister is a zero inbox person. So every once in a while, I like to screenshot my my, <laughs> my inboxes and send them to her and watch her, her start attack. to freak out. And she's like, how do you live? I don't understand. Because um, it honestly doesn't bother me. So... But I was starting to feel like, okay, this is getting out of control. And so what I did was I just went into Google and I just had them separated it, you know, as you can like change how your inbox is set up and it puts it into those tabs. Yeah. Which I didn't have before in my business email account. Maybe I need to do this. So Meg, here's the beauty, right? So I went in there. Guess how many emails were in my promotion tab? Oh, boy. 8,000. No! <laughs> so, boom. I go in. I'm like, I, like, skim through the first couple pages. I'm like, I don't need any of these. I was like, select all, delete. delete. I was like, <laughs> boom. I just went from 12,000 down to whatever that math is. That's what I'm not going to do at the top of my head. <laughs> <No>. So, <laughs> so I got down to, like, I think, like, 200 in my, in, I mean, like, unread emails in my Way inbox. Way to go. So, and here's the thing. Before anyone starts freaking out, like, I'm always responsive to my clients. These are like, you know, like PayPal notifications or yeah. like things that I need to hold on to, but I don't really need to look at um, until I'm done doing my taxes. And so... <laughs> yeah, until you need to like actually search for something. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like everything else I deleted. And then today, this morning, I went into my personal Gmail account, which is a hot mess. Oh, boy. It is a hot mess. That had like 5,000 emails in it on its own. And I got down... I am now currently at... 
28, ready? 28 unread emails in my business account, which is as close to zero as I'm ever going to get, and 325 in my personal account. Way to go. So when are you going to read all those now? Well, here's the thing. I've already skimmed through them, and in my personal account, about 150 of those are from my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Why is he emailing you? I don't know. So here's the thing, right? He doesn't listen to the podcast, so whatever. He's not going to hear this. But um, so he emails me because like he'll be like at work or something and he'll forward me an email and I have all his, his emails set to go into this like VIP folder so that like I would pay attention to them and I it's not that I don't see VIP. them he's on the special list yeah it's not that I don't see them but we we live together so I th- <laughs> I figure my point is this I figure if it's important enough he'll bring it back up when he gets home yeah. which he doesn't do and then we're in the car and he's like are you ever going to respond to my emails and I'm like Dude, if you need a response, ask me. <laughs> I will respond to you verbally. I'm like, what do you want from me, man? So, yeah, like half of those are from my husband. So That's hilarious. I'm not really concerned. And the other ones are like, they're just, you know, like, again, like stuff that you don't actually need to look at, but you, like, I'm not going to go through and just click them all to be like, oh, I read them. No, I'm just going to leave them because it doesn't bother me. So that's yeah, how I, I think I've... I kind of got over it bothering me. I've kind of you have, that's how, to. You have, you have to, to right? You have to choose your battles, right? That stuff doesn't bother me because, like, I know there's nothing important in those. I knew there was approximately 8,000, like, ridiculous emails in my inbox because I subscribed to a zillion things, which I, yeah. and I also unsubscribed to some things too, which I feel pretty accomplished about because that's like I one. I do that if I, like, don't stuff. need it anymore, you know? Well, I was like, I, it, every time I feel like, you know, every time I get an email from this, whatever it is, business person, whatever, I don't read it. Yeah. I have a little bit of that. Have you ever done or heard of um, this thing called Strengths Quest? No. So I know that Enneagram is like all the rage right now. And I still need to do that because I'm interested to see what my Enneagram is. We should, you and I should both do it because. Wait, what is this thing you speak of? This Enneagram? What is that? It's like a personality thing, test oh. thingy. Okay. But apparently it's, apparently it's, like, super accurate and it's, like, really helpful, especially if you work, like, in a community with other people to, like, understand, like, how your strengths – and it's very – I think – I don't – I haven't taken it yet, but it reminds me a lot of Strengths Quest, which is this um, this assessment that I did when I was working in higher education. Yeah. And um, so Strengths Quest basically gives you – you take this assessment and it gives you – I think there's one version that gives you your top five and then there's really gives you, like, your top – 10 or 30 or something. I don't know. So, and I've done like every version of it. So one of my strengths, right? So like responsibility is one of my strengths, which means that like I have to finish something that I start. Like it's just, if I don't, like it's really difficult for me to like let go of that. Like I have to finish that what is, I begin. That is so me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my husband gets so mad at me. I'm like, I can't, like I was, for instance, I was coloring with the girls <laughs> last night. <laughs> and uh-huh. mind you, this is the second night I've been working on the same coloring page. <laughs> but it's oh just boy. like, I have this cloud. I have to finish coloring. It, and it's like, I'm trying. This is something I'm really working on this year is to, if I don't finish a project, it's okay. And I can come back to it. And I don't have to finish it right away for everything to be complete and move on. So this is something I'm very trying hard to work on. That might be Except- less responsibility and more OCD. Well, yeah, I definitely- <laughs> So, so there's a bunch of different things, but one of my strengths is, um, is input. And so I like to 
you know, to read and collect information, especially when I'm like trying to learn about something or, you know, like, so for example, right. So, you know, back in last month or the end of December, Meg was like, I really need some help figuring out a couple of these things. And our referral program was one of those things. <laughs> and so oh, fun. I like jump <laughs> in and I'm like, I am going to figure this out because A, because I have that responsibility strength. So I've been given this assignment. And I have to finish it. And I have to do it well. <laughs> yes! And B, because input. So I'm going to read all the things. I'm going to get all the information. And by God, <laughs> I figured it out. Um, she did. It took uh, like a week, but she figured it out. And I, did. I didn't have to do it, so I was very happy. <laughs> so, but that's, I think, where all of these emails come from, right? It's because, like, I like to know the information is there in case I need to go back to get it. But I was oh, like, 100%. I'm like, okay, no, I'm just, I don't, I haven't read an email from this particular, you know, person or whatever in like a year. So I'm good. And I can always go back and resubscribe if I want to. Like, I don't have to just keep cluttering my inbox with things that I'm not reading. I don't have time to read. I can always go back and find them. So some things pop in there. I'm like, I don't even remember subscribing to this. I don't I know swear, who you are. What are you? I swear my information has been sold. I'm just saying. I'm sure. It has. <laughs> this is, there's some I'm like, I know I didn't sign up for this. I know I didn't. But that's so that's a little bit of how I so I find myself, you know, trying to, right, you grab onto the things you can when everything else is like out of control. So like my inbox, I have control over that. I opened up my microwave this morning to put my coffee in and I was like, this thing is disgusting. I can't remember the last time I cleaned this. So I was like, I'm going to clean the microwave. So I cleaned the microwave. I reorganized my Tupperware because I was like, it's all over the place. So, you know, it's just, I know that at any given point, right, like I'm not, I never have it all together and I don't ever try to pretend like I do because I don't. Um, I want to meet the person who does have it all together because I don't, I don't think this person exists. I think those people work really hard to make it seem like they do. Who does? Who? No one. No one has it all together. No one who is a wife, has children, has a career, has a house. Like no one who, who has it all together. If you have it all together, Please message me because I want to be your friend so you can help me have it all together. I don't want to be your friend if you have it all together. (laughs) Come on, Mel. No, what are we going to relate? How are we going to relate to each other? If you have it all together and my (laughs) life is consistently like one, you know, one child away from like a complete mess, then like we have nothing in common. (laughs) Yeah. You're not my people. (laughs) Right? Like, like, don't you own me? No, no, not you. Meg, I love you, oh. but you don't have it together either. I'm saying if this, <laughs> if this, you know, you know the real me. If this I'm one hot chaotic mess, everybody. Yeah. Don't, so like, don't let me fool you. If this mystical unicorn exists, right, or they have it all together, and they've never missed a deadline, and they've never not responded to an email, and they always pay all their bills on time, and their clothes oh. are always clean, and their floor is and always ironed. An, an iron, and their refrigerator never has any spilled juice on it. Like, if you, if that is your life. Find a tribe that works for you. You're not my people because all you're gonna do is you're judge just gonna make me. Melissa feel bad. Oh no, I'm not gonna feel bad. You're just gonna judge me, and that's fine. Like I'm cool with that. But we have nothing to talk about because I'm not gonna be able to get my life any more together than it already is. I have kept three children alive for the better part of nine years. That's. I mean, I'm done. Mic drop. Like I can't Winner. do. I can't do any more than that. At this point in my life, my number one priority, my top mission is to keep my kids alive and to hopefully raise, you know, like good 
contributing members of society. Like that, that is my whole goal. So if I'm keeping the kids alive every day, which I mean, if I start the day with three and I end the day with three, then we're good. What happens in between? Eh, I don't have a whole lot of control over that. And if, you know, I think like we're on the right trajectory and the right path, but you know, like it's still touch and go. I think, you know, we'll see how things end up with them. But like, no, even if you don't, even if you're not married and you don't have kids, like who always has their shit? Sorry. Who always has their... Don't make me bleep you, I girl. stopped myself. Who always has... <laughs> it? You don't. You don't. And I think part of the issue, right, with social media is that it gives the illusion that you do because all you're putting out in your grid are the nice, clean pictures. Like, I can shove all my crap aside and make my kitchen look clean. Sure, I can do that. But guess what? When you walk in my house two minutes later, you're going to see the pile of stuff on my kitchen table. Like... Curated is not real. I think we should all do some behind the scenes stories and show <laughs> show our real houses. Anyone I'm that cha- watches, I'm challenging you. <laughs> Who me? Everybody. Everybody. I was going to say, if you watch my stories at all, you know what my house looks like. <laughs> you know what I look like half the time. You know what my kids are doing half well, the you time. You have four boys living in your house, so that's a true story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I would just say like. No one has it all together. And if you're following people on Instagram or wherever else, like, that make you feel bad about yourself, hit the unfollow button. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. <laughs> the kind Neat, of negativity that tidy. <laughs> unless it inspires you, right? I mean, all white. If, if it inspires you to Marie Kondo the crap out of your house, then do it. Like, follow all the people. But if you look at those things and you feel even announced of, like, oh, man, like, I'm never going to have it, unfollow them. Unfollow them, come follow me. Because I will <laughs> I always keep it real we on my stories. Accept you, friend. Yep, you are my tribe. So yeah. come on in. We have we'll push the clutter aside. We have a seat for you and a semi-clean coffee mug, and you'll be in our tribe. Semi-clean. <laughs> I do like my mugs all the way clean though, okay? <laughs> yes, I do too. I just got a new mug actually that I'm really Ooh, excited about. It's my first Ray Dunn mug which I've never okay. had before. And it says boss on is it. Is it bad that I don't know who this person You'd know is? exactly what I was talking about. When we get off here, just go on your computer right now and Google Ray Dunn. I 100% know that you know what I'm talking Googling. about. Yeah. Hold on. So it says boss on it. Because you are one. Yeah. And I bought like it. D-U-N-N, done? Yeah, R-A-E. Oh, box, I see. Oh, done. R-A-E. I'm oh, sure. Yeah, I love those. I didn't know they yes. had a, a name. That's the name. <laughs> So I found this we one. We one that says chaos. Yeah, right? Honestly. So I found this one at, um. They have one that says wild. I like it. Ooh. I found this one at, um, you know, TJ Maxx or Marshalls or whatever you have near you. And it was like yeah. four bucks. I was like, you are coming home with me. Or they have the best mugs ever. I, I know. Last time I was there and I had to put it back. I was like, I don't really need this mug. Yeah. I just started drinking on mugs. I used to drink out of my, my thermos because. I'm one of those persons who has to reheat their coffee mm-hmm. about 10 times in yep. the morning. What? Just one cup. It's the same cup being reheated over and over, oh, yeah. over again. 100%. In fact, yeah. I found my coffee in the microwave the other day when I started to make dinner. And I was like, oh, that's where it went. <laughs> oh, ta-da. It's a nice little surprise. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's where the rest of that coffee went. In the microwave. I forgot it was in there. So there's that. I just live in a mindful of chaos constantly, but I feel like this week has been especially chaotic, mm. and I don't know if it's because us two, February's 
so, somewhat of a busy month. I mean, we had conferences and then my youngest turned three and mm. you know, my mom's birthday's coming up. Duh. And then there's two, you know, holidays during the school year this month. So I haven't been back on track since then. Jane. Well, I think it's hard to get back on track after a conference because yeah. you're still living like in that moment, right? In that kind of space. I'm you're still, still wishing, wishing I was there. I mean, I'm wishing I was there because of the weather, but... Um, uh, yeah, duh. But yeah, well, and the company too. The company more than the weather, but the weather was nice. Ah, yeah. shucks. Ah, shucks. Um, but it's hard to just, I think, kind of get back into that like day to day life mindset. Um, it is, especially in general. When you have five whole days kid free. And right? Oh my gosh. Just worrying about yourself. <sighs> that was heaven. It was. It was very heavenly. It was so nice. That's okay. I'm making time for myself this year, so maybe that will help my chaos. I um booked myself a 90-minute massage for my birthday. Nice. Which I've never had. I've had an hour-long massage. For the longest time, I'd only had 30 minutes. And then I was like, this is ridiculous. So then I started booking hours. And I get, I mean, I get massaged like maybe once a year. Um, But I booked myself a 90-minute massage for my birthday. And then I'm going to book myself a hair appointment after that. Because you know how your hair gets all greasy after a... Yes. After a whatchamacallit, like, I don't want to have to deal with that. So and now go in not showering and getting ready because I'm like, well, my hair's just going to be greasy right. and I'm all greasy. And like, I always yeah. tell them to take it easy on the, <laughs> you know. Hey, watch it. <laughs> on the lotion or whatever they're using. Um, but I'm going to book myself a hair appointment so that after I'm done, I can just go to dinner. Nice. That's going to be a fabulous birthday. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I find I get a lot of thinking done on the massage table. I had one yesterday. So. That's not the point, Meg. I Well, you know, it starts off like being very focused. I'm like, oh, lots of hello storyteller ideas. Yeah. And then I start to drift off into like nothingness, which is really nice. So the first 30 minutes, the last 30 minutes, nothing. Perfect. Win-win. Perfect. Win-win. So I think it's just, you know, I mean, chaos is a part of life and you just got to find your way to grab on to what you can to anchor yourself and just, you know, it comes in waves, right? It does. And some so days are more chaotic than others. Some seasons are more chaotic than others. Like seasons of life, not necessarily seasons of the, of the year, but like, you know, some seasons of life are more. I mean, I felt, so it's funny, back when I had the twins, I don't know what I, apparently I needed some kind of outlet because I started doing a blog um, that I think probably only, only my mother read, but... um <laughs> I just, I had to kind of, I just, I had a lot to say and it was chaotic and I think it was my way of kind of coping and I I hadn't thought about that blog in years. And then randomly, like a great aunt messaged me and was like, oh, I've got a, a friend whose daughter is having twins and I remember reading your blog and I was like, seriously? She's like, do you know where it is? I was like, uh, she's like, I want to send the link to this mom who's having twins. And I'm like, okay. So I had to dig it up yesterday and, um, did you go through I did. I went back and reread it. And I was like, I might need to bring this motherhood blog back because, I mean, I was probably real sleep deprived during that time, but (laughs) my thoughts were coherent anyway. You know, but I just remember I'm part of one of the things that I think was a theme in all of my blog posts of the, you know, eight or nine that I did (laughs) in that year was this feeling of chaos and being out of control. And, you know, I think that is a huge season of life when you are, uh, you know, you have young kids and you're a new mom or whatever is happening. You know, your kids are still young. I mean, I feel less, I feel a different type of chaos now with my kids being older. It's definitely not so much that like overwhelming out of control feeling. It's just like we have a lot going on. Um, It's a different type of chaos, but I think any season of your life, you know, 
the chaos appears in different ways and it feels differently. And I think it's important to kind of just recognize that, you know, just because, you know, I feel like, I I feel like when we had kids, this is going to sound really bad when I say this, when we had kids, I think there was a part of me that was like, oh man, like I can't wait until they're, you know, five and eight or six and nine where they're not going to need as much of my attention. You know what I mean? And all the time, don't feel bad. (laughs) You know, because I always feel like I was wishing their childhood away, but I think it's just the nature of the game. And now we're in that space, right, where they're, my kids are six and almost nine, and um, they don't require as much of my constantly on them attention. They require my attention in different, and I think somewhat, this is, I think, a topic for a different day, but I think, Meg, you and I touched on this a little bit when we were together. Like, you know, you when you talk about having kids, you, you know, you hear a lot about the newborn stage. You hear a lot about the teenage years, but there's, like, nothing in this age, like where my oldest is and where your oldest is is coming into, you know, these really, I think the most important formative years, you know, this, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, this time where you still have them really kind of completely under your control and where you have to prepare them to be ready for what's going to happen in the teenage years. And I I feel like now, like this point where my oldest son is now, now is where I could really mess up the whole thing. Like, like, this whole thing could take a sharp left turn at any point here. So there's, they require my attention in a different way. And this was like super evident on Monday, you know, when my oldest, you know, whipped his brother in the face as I was like, I call, I, I literally, I called my mom and I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm like, what, how do you respond to this in a way that is appropriate, but that also helps him understand, like, he's almost nine. He, he knows, he knows better. I know he wasn't thinking like, but like, he knows better. So how, like, how do I, help him understand this, what it's an appropriate reaction and an appropriate, you know, punishment or appropriate response to this, that's going to help him think about this differently in the future. And it's, you know, he's too old to put in timeout. I mean, I sent him to his room, but like, he's too old to go in timeout. Right. And like, I could, I could assign him to do some other things around the house. Sure. But that doesn't get to the heart of what happened, you know? And so I feel like it's just this, this age that he's in now is, it requires my attention in a very different way that I am still, I mean, I can keep a baby alive. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's hard, right? Cause you're not sleeping and you're tired and they're needy, but like that in comparison to what we have going on now, I feel like is a lot easier. <laughs> well, I think, I think in the early years you're on auto- autopilot where you know the routine and this and that, and you just go and do. Whereas, the ages they're at now, we actually really have to think and think creatively too and and think about how we can relate it to them and how they'll understand and how it will be the most impactful for them. And and I completely understand because with my oldest, she's very smart. She's very sassy. She's very strong-willed. So, you know, just yelling obviously doesn't work and that's not the way I want to parent, but sometimes it happens. But trying to think of how to talk to them about it and how they're going to understand it and reinforce positivity in it is really challenging. And mm-hmm. even just, like you said, it's they don't need as much as of attention of like doing things for them at this age. This week, I've really been trying to think how I can be a better mom to my oldest by doing things with her. So, and that's hence, the coloring (laughs) (laughs) because I've noticed that I spend a lot of time with my youngest because I'm home with her full time uh, except when we're podcasting (laughs) 
you know, so I spend a lot of individual one-on-one time with her, but I don't with my oldest because she's in school. Yeah. And when she gets home, she likes to kind of veg out and have some alone time, and then she wants to go play with friends. So there's not a lot of time during the week that we have one-on-one just each other. And so this week, I was asking her questions like, okay, well, what do you like to do? You know, artistically, because we were just chatting about it as we were coloring. And I said, color, or do you like to paint better? Do you like to color? Or do you like to do crafts and making things? And everything came back to coloring. And I was like, that's it. This is, this is, because I love coloring too, but I, obviously I don't fit in the time to color on top of all right. the other <laughs> obligations, <laughs> duties, and projects to do. So having kind of an excuse to sit down and color and, and spend some time with her. And we sit there and we talk the whole time, which is really fun. So just trying to get to know her at the age of six, almost seven, and things she likes to do and talking about her day and just having that one-on-one personal time, I think it has a huge impact on their behavior and, uh, you know, growing their mind and, and all that stuff that we kind of don't stop to think about. Mm-hmm. Um And has like a nice positive effect. (laughs) Just some things I've been thinking about this week. I don't know. No, I agree. And I think, you know, that's part of the reason why when, you know, when my oldest was turning two, we literally found out that we were pregnant with the twins the day after he turned two. Um, But for his birthday, you know, I said to my husband, I'm like, he's two. Like, he's not going to remember if we get him something. But he might remember that we spent time with him. And so we just kind of made our decision at that point that, you know, I mean, obviously, hopefully we're spending, you know, more one-on-one time with them than just once a year on their birthday. But it's that one day that they could count on and look forward to that they knew that it was going to be just them and us. And so, you know, we did that with our oldest and then we did it with our younger two now. And it's funny because I said to my husband before the twins' birthday, so like maybe last month, I said, you know, (laughs) this is awful, but they haven't had aside from like an occasional you know couple of minutes here or there like our younger two haven't had one-on-one time with the two of us together my husband and I together Uh, they've had like with one of us right like I'll take one of them somewhere to the store or whatever but like an extended period of time with the two of us which my older one obviously had for the years before his brothers were born and then he has you know occasionally here and there and so I said I really want to give them the choice to you know, to do their birthday stuff separately this year if they want to. And I thought they'd jump at the chance because we put them in different classes for kindergarten and whatnot. And um, it was funny because I gave them the choice. I'm like, you can have, you know, you, you we would do it not on their actual birthday. Like we'd do it a different day. We'd spend their birthday with, with them together. But, you know, they'd have this choice to do this and they did not want to. Really? Yeah. They were like, no, no, we want to stay together. And I was like, you do understand what I'm saying to you, right? Like you'd have mommy and daddy to yourself for like several hours. And they're like, nope, yeah. we want to be together. So, but I think it's this intentionality of, of trying to spend time. And it's so hard when you have more than one child to feel like you're doing that in any kind of consistent manner or any way that's, you know, that's meaningful. But, you know, I remember at at various points in my parenthood journey, you know, talking to my mom, which I told her that we should have her on as a guest on the podcast. On this your mother- mom? Yeah. On the motherhood stuff. Yes. Be, that'd yeah. be so fun. Yeah. We should do both of our moms. I know. <laughs> Maybe for Mother's Day, closer to Mother's Day, we can do yes, that. Yes, that's, that's such a good idea. Um, but, you know, I remember saying to her, I'm like, how do you do, like, because, you know, I'm one of three as well. And so I'm like, how, like, how did you ever feel like you were spending any time with us? And, and she's like, you know, I just tried to be intentional every day of saying, you know, 
I have 10 minutes that I'm going to spend with you and I have 10 minutes I'm gonna spend with you. And when it's, you know, it's your time, then your brother has to go do something else. And so I'm better about that in different, you know, seasons of life. But, you know, I try to, especially now that like the twins are learning how to read in school. So, you know, we need to sit down and read with them. And even if it's, you know, five minutes here or 10 minutes there, like just knowing that they have my attention for that period of time, or, or as you were saying, incorporating them into other things. Like you see so many pictures of me with my kids baking or cooking because they love to help me with that. So like they help me bake their cakes and then I let them decorate their cakes because that's something I like to do. And I know they like to do it. And so, you know, I let them fill up all their frosting bags and I help them decorate their cakes the way they wanted to yesterday for their birthday. And, you know, just trying to find pockets of time, you know, where we can spend time together. And I don't know if you see this. I see this with my own kids, too, that the behavior gets a little better. The whining gets less. The, you know, the acting out gets a little bit less. Um, And it's something that I have to remind myself of, like, you know, when my kids, I feel like they're not listening. I think I have to go back and instead of you know, I think the knee jerk is to be like, why are they acting like this? And I think sometimes it's hard to take a step back and be like, what have I not been doing that I need to do better to help them? It seems to always come back to us. And I know that it sucks, but we are the core. We're the core of the family, no matter what. And so if we're not doing our part, then then the chaos starts to happen. And I've been trying to, again, this week, just thinking about these things, Try to shut down, you know, my work stuff at like four o'clock because yeah, my youngest takes a nap from like twelve to three, and my oldest gets home about two fifty, and she likes to have a break. And when my youngest wakes up, she likes to watch TV and drink her milk. So I have you know till about three thirty or four to kind of just like wrap it up. But again, it comes back to not being able to leave a project when I'm in the middle of it, hmm. and my OCD on that. And so now I'm just trying to work on myself so my kids are happier. So yesterday, I shut it down. I had to take some mail to the post office by 4. So by 3.45, I was done. And we went out and we came back. And we played outside for a good, you know, 35, 40 minutes. And they were so happy. And we had we had a really good evening. We did. Yeah. And they're just so much happier and more willing to be helpful and, do things for mommy and get, they get along better. So we just, we have to set aside our stuff mm-hmm. and just, you know, at least give it a time limit. And I told my oldest, I'm like, okay, at four, I'm done. And you have me and we'll just, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah. And I try to do the same thing now with the boys being in school because they're gone all day. So I'm home during the day. Um, right. And then same thing. When they get home, they want to have a snack. They want to watch a show for a little bit. So I usually have until, you know, 3.30, 3.45, but then after that, between that and bedtime, like, I'm not at the computer because, mm-hmm. A, I need a break, and I have to feel okay about giving myself a break, too, right? Because there's always something else I could be doing or working on, That's and it's hard. and yeah. it's hard to feel like it's okay for me to do that. Like, the last couple times last week, when I would normally have gone back to work after they went to bed, I was like, nope, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to watch a show, and I'm not going to feel bad about it because I've been working for seven, like eight hours today. Like yeah. I'm, I'm good. I can take, you know, an hour break. I can go to bed early. Like those are all important things. But I think the kids knowing like, you know, when they're done with school, after they've kind of decompressed, it's our together time before, you know, my husband comes home, before dinner has to get started and bedtime and all that stuff. Like it's our time to just hang out or spend time together. And it's nice to kind of have that built in for myself as like a hard and fast, like I'm done here. I'm done here for the next four or five hours until they go to sleep and then I can do what I need to do. Um, but that's a good, it's a good stopping point for me to remember, like, you know, this is the only time that they have with you 
during the day because they're at school the rest of the time. So you need to take a step away from what's going on in your kind of personal business world and put your focus where it needs to be, which is on your family. Right. And, and like yesterday I felt really tired and I had a lot of like alone time for myself too, but I just, I felt a little burnt out and I don't know if it's just because I'm working on projects and HS and I did a lot of editing the last couple of days because I've been really behind this whole month. Since I'm doing a 365, I'm like two weeks behind <laughs> on editing. So I've been trying to like play catch up and I just felt really tired and burned out and I didn't want to work on anything else. Like I was just done. And I've been trying to do that in the evenings, just be done because yeah, I'm in and out of the office all day long. Like really, I don't need to sit here for another three hours working on stuff. I need to spend time with my husband and just kind of veg out. Like you have to reboot your mind and your body and just call it quits for the day. And That's start true. again in the morning. Yep. So friends, if you are feeling like you're in a season of chaos, you're not alone. No, not alone. <laughs> not alone at all. Um, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Make sure that you're making self-care a priority and whatever that looks like for you. And know that it will start to get better. And and also know that if it feels like it's not, then you need to be doing what you need to be doing to reach out and take care of yourself and talk to somebody else too. There's no shame in reaching out for help if you feel like you need help. And I just feel like I want to put that out there because I know sometimes that's kind of you know, mental health is not always talked about openly. And I think that's part of what we've been talking about here today too. And, you know, you know yourselves. And if you're not feeling like you're in a place where everything is coming back to a sense of equilibrium, then reach a hand out and take care of yourself and know that that's the best thing that you can be doing for yourselves. Yep. I 100% agree. All right, friends. Thanks for listening to our crazy chaotic uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> but we love you and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.